Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris and I am so glad you're with me once again. I've got, uh, I think, a pretty straightforward little look into some email marketing that we're doing this week for Bamboo Earth. I think it's going to be some help to you. Very straightforward, easy to implement uh, strategy here that we're, we're trying right now, seeing some really good results on. I'm going to share it with you right after this. So today, like I said in the intro, I'm going to talk about email and email segmentation. Um, and uh, it's just a really important thing, a straightforward thing that people have heard about. But it's there's just a lot of value to be had by getting that right. So um, I'm going to hit that in a second. I'm going to tell you part of the way that I got to what I'm going to talk about today was my continued reflection on the conversation I had with Taylor uh, on the last episode we did together. I think it's two weeks ago now. Uh, where Taylor went through his anti-fragile business scorecard, and we talked talk that through. Um, and actually, we're going to follow up on that with a webinar live a week from the release of this podcast. So this podcast should release this Thursday, the 20th. Um, and uh, and we're going to get together on May 27th. Uh, and there's a link in the show notes for you to go uh, sign up for that. And if you want to come uh, hear a little more about all of the stuff that we talked about before, but also interact. It'll be live, so there should be some time for Q&A, that sort of thing. Um, go check the link in the show notes if you are too lazy and just want me to give you the URL. It's webinar.commonthreadco.com slash antifragile. Uh, so go check that out. Come join us. Um, and like I said, that was part of the genesis of this thought that I kind of had today, which was um, to think a little bit about um, channel traffic and revenue channel diversity, specifically traffic channel diversity today. Uh Something, uh, I've been kind of floating around this topic a little bit recently, uh, realizing that I need to be continuing to think more about that. Um, and and so part of that is on the acquisition side. And I actually am working on some things that will probably make it into a podcast soon about um, on, on how we can do that. But, um, but uh, I have talked a few weeks ago also about demand capture. Um, and email kind of plays a role in that demand capture uh, as opposed to the demand generation, customer acquisition side of things. Um, but also in the customer acquisition side, it's it, there's a little bit of both there, depending on how you look at its place in your funnel. I'm mostly capture for sure. Because uh, you have to get the email address before uh, you can really use it to acquire customers. Um, but I had this thought about segmentation. Now, everybody knows they need to be segmenting, okay? Everybody knows that. But uh, we kind of stumbled on this thing. Uh, we use Klarna for our buy now, pay later Um tool on our, 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 our uh, merchant processor for our websites. Uh, we used to use Afterpay, but Klarna just beat Afterpay's rate significantly. I don't have a very strong feeling about either one. We're monitoring as we make that switch to make sure that um, it doesn't affect our conversion rate, but uh, Klarna is very big. Afterpay is very big. Uh, I'm not sure there's an obvious difference between the two. In any case, we use Klarna and Klarna invited us for the, a few of our brands to join what they are calling their spring market sale where they're doing 25% off or off offers on some of the brands that are uh, using Klarna. And we thought, okay, we'll give that a shot. Um, we don't do tons of discounting, but they invited Bamboo Earth, 31 Bits and Genuine Canine to do that with us. Um, and and we discount regularly for Bits, but we, we don't for Bamboo. We don't for Genuine Canine. Uh, I'm, I'm conscious of the brand concerns about it. So uh, we thought, well, we'll support this a little bit with email, but the main thing that we'll use here is hopefully Klarna through their shopping portal will drive traffic to us. And this will be a customer acquisition strategy. 
at 25% off. The kind of the kind of customer who has downloaded the Klarna app and will get access to this is probably the kind of customer uh, who who's going to be pretty discount conscious in general, is my guess. So um, yeah, so the thought was that's fine. We'll join them for this because it's essentially the same as a four to one ROAS. You know, a 25% off is 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 the same thing as getting a four to one ROAS. If I'm not paying anything else for the customer acquisition cost, I might as well grab those customers. So, okay, no, no problem. That's access to a customer segment there. But we decided to, um, to support via email as well. And I'll tell you, so far, Klarna has not driven a lot of volume our way. We really had no idea what we'd get. Klarna actually told us they didn't really have any idea what they'd get either because um, they haven't done this before. Not, not like this anyway. So, uh, so we sent an email, but here's the key. We sent the email to two segments of our list. Um, Bamboo Earth has a huge email list. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Bits and GC we haven't gotten to yet, so I'm giving you real-time Bamboo Earth. But Bamboo Earth has like 200,000 email addresses at this point. The skin quiz that we use captures email addresses at a significant rate. We spend a lot of money, so it, it's pretty effective. Um, and so we have all these email addresses, and, uh, and I'm always conscious of the fact that many of them are worth nothing to me. Um, but I want to try to make them worth something. So we took two segments. Um, anybody who has not purchased in the last 90 days, who's on our email list. So I like, like, look, some people who, you know, some people were going to full, our full price customers who were going to buy 10 days from now at full price. But generally speaking, 90 days felt like a pretty safe, um, segment length between purchases for us to say, these people are probably, at least a lot of them are probably not super engaged. Okay. The other one. The other part of the list um, is anybody who's been on the list for more than 10 days and has never purchased. That list is 190,000 people, okay? Um, that, that second segment. So there's a lot of crossover in those two segments, of course. But um, I mean, that's a huge list of people who have been on the list for more than 10 days and have never, and never, have never bought anything from us. If you think about that, and, and I've seen some baseline studies here that basically say that if a person's on your list for longer than five days and they haven't purchased, like it's pretty unlikely they're going to buy. Okay. So for me, like I look at that and in both of those lists that I just gave you, surely some of those people would buy at full price if we kept hammering away at it, but I don't care. There's going to be some bleed over in any sale you do like this, where you're trying to only hit segments of the list. But this is a way for me to say, look, these people have shown interest in the product, but they haven't shown enough interest to buy. They've seen emails from us. They've probably seen a bunch of our ads at this point. We retarget a lot and they just haven't decided to buy. So I'm going to go ahead and offer them this really good offer. And the vast majority of them hopefully are people who wouldn't have bought anyway. And I have been sort of blown away by the response. So, um, so, so far at this point in the day, and we're going to send a follow-up email, I'm recording this at 2 p.m. Pacific, okay? Um, we have done 17 grand in email, uh, in email revenue. Again, this is from a list, don't forget, that I have pre-qualified as not that good of a list, right? These are not my good customers. Um, these are all people who are in some way unengaged. Uh, and the open rate's been right around 14%. Uh, we've seen people, I've gone and looked through orders. I haven't gone and done deep analysis on this yet, but I've gone and looked through orders and seen a lot of people who hadn't ordered for a year, but just came back and ordered again, or had ordered once a few months ago and then, uh, came back now. And because they came back now, they got not only what they previously ordered, but they tried something new. Um, we only marked down for this sale, by the way, basically two things. 
um, our ultimate mini kit, which is a, which is a kit for us. That's, um, basically a sampler kit of a bunch of different products. There's six products in there, um, all trial sizes and then all full size bottles. And so we have awesome margins on all of our full size bottles of full size. Uh, we didn't, we didn't mark down trial size bottles. So we try to push the AOV up to a good level. Um, and so if people get a good discount, then that's awesome. And what we're seeing is this really, really, really good response. And that's just Clavio's reporting so far in the day. I expect an evening pickup. I think what we know for sure is that um, this is going to be a very good revenue day for us on the whole. At the time of recording, we're up over 30 grand already. Uh, for context, again, that's there were people before who, or uh, yesterday we did 15 grand. Okay, so Bamboo slowed down a little bit recently. We're working on some things there. I'm surely going to tell you about all of that stuff as it comes. But basically... Uh, what I'm seeing here, there's this whole list of people that previously were just not buying from us in any way, um, and I've been able to go get. And so what we're going to do from here is follow up and create some automated versions of this same thing. Basically, I'm going to work with uh, one of our uh, one of our guys, Dave, we've heard on here before. His brother's a data, data an, um, analyst, um, and so he's going to go and um, look through our list basically and help us find the cutoff point after which point most people will not buy um, without a discount at least and start putting that into our automations. Um, and we're going to start figuring out, you know, same thing with sort of churned customers. And of course, by the way, we also excluded all subscribers from this. Um, so churned customers, uh, we're going to do the same thing. If, if you have bought from us and we, we have a good reason to think you're not buying from us at full price anytime in the future, we're going to put you into this list and we're going to build these kinds of automations down the line. And um, this is in some ways so obvious. What you hear from anybody who talks about discounting is that good brands do discount, except for the most elite super premium brands. Good brands just discount effectively and smartly by, by, uh, by uh, segmenting. And this is the kind of segmenting that takes a little bit of work. And look, if you don't have a data analyst friend who will do this for cheap or whatever, um, you know, fine. Just pick a basic cutoff date. And, you know, you're not going to do this in the absolutely most possible optimized way where you hide the discount from absolutely every one of your full-time customers. But that's okay. Um, or full-time customers, uh, uh, full-price customers. That's okay. It's all right to have some bleed here. It's all right to be not totally perfect. I'm sure that's the case for all kinds of big brands that have huge teams working on this. I'm sure there's still bleed in all of these categories and all these segments, okay? You're never gonna get this perfectly. But the point is, my hope, if this works, is that tomorrow, after doing this, we have very little day, like very little sort of post-sale drop-off where, um, where you know, this happens. You, you run a sale and everything is great and the day or day or two after the sale, your revenue craters below its normal level because you've cannibalized future revenue by selling at full price. Because a lot of times what people do for sales, of course, is they just sell uh, to everybody, right? So they just site-wide, whatever sale. Like 25% off, absolutely everything on the site. Now, for 31 bits, that's what we're doing. Why? Because for 31 bits, we offer sales all the time. So I don't really care about the segmentation there in quite the same way. That's part of our strategy. Um, uh, but in this case, it's, it's, uh, it's much more important, especially for a replenishable product like this, um, that we make sure to get this right. So that's the, that's the plan moving forward. It's a segment carefully based on this one trigger, which is, are you likely to buy from us again? If you are not, you are, we are going to offer you a discount in the future in an automated way ongoing all the time. We will probably make those time limited like this is a one day only sale. So there's good urgency built around it. 
Um, we'll find something like that to make it so that we do these offers. I've even seen, and, and we have done this before, discount ladders, right? Where maybe seven days after per, after not uh, after not purchasing but being on our list, we give you 10% off. But, it, you know, at 14 days, we give you 15% off. And then at 21 days, you get 20% off. So discount ladder like that. Uh, you know, and then, and then we just kick you off the list if you, if you didn't buy at that point. Like, who knows? Um, but the point is, that should help us a lot. Now, the other... There's all kinds of other ideas here related to this. One of them is we know for a fact that um, customers who buy multiple products from us are much more likely to come back. And there's our theory about why that is, is that customers who buy multiple products from us are more likely to love one of the products that they bought, even if they only love one of them. So if you buy three products from us, from Bamboo Earth, we figure, well, maybe you don't love the moisturizer, maybe you don't love the toner, but you absolutely love the makeup remover or the, the makeup cleansing oil. Okay, great. So if we can, in, so so then your LTV is higher to us. So our plan then is to say, let's make sure to cross sell for people who have bought one product from us or two products from us, and get that get automated cross sells to products they've never tried before in our post purchase flow as well. So that's another discount that I don't mind offering at all because in that case we're saying, thanks for buying something for the first time. Here, try something new. They're very unlikely to try that new product if I don't give them the discount. We're actually going to split test this to see what the difference is if we give them the offer versus not. Um, but putting new products in front of people to do that, that's the kind of segmentation that I have in mind. Finding ways to make current customers more valuable to you by giving them good offers on good products um, and segmenting relative to those purchase behaviors. In some ways, this is fairly obvious, but I find it's uh, easy not to do. And the reason why is that with email, there's a pretty big 80-20 principle, at least most of the time, uh, so far as I can tell from most people. Uh, 80, or, uh, the first 20% of the work is just setting up your flows. Just get a welcome flow going, get a browse abandonment flow going, get a post-purchase flow going, get a checkout abandonment, et cetera. Get all those going, okay? Um, that gets you a long, long way. Just basics of email, okay? But then from there, there's a ton more work in the segmentation to improve those things. And a lot of times, those improvements are pretty marginal. What we're seeing in this particular uh uh, performance today is that maybe there's actually, maybe it's not an 80-20 rule. Maybe it's more like a 50-50 rule where 50% of the work gets done up front when you set up the flows, but then there is another 50% to be squeezed out by continuing to segment um, down the line as you learn more about your customers and see more about their needs, etc. So that's the plan for now. Um, I, you know, especially if you have replenishable products, this is a huge thing. Um, if you have new product releases coming or a big SKU set, there's a lot you can do to go play with this. Anything you can do to keep getting people to try new products, uh, that is going to be much, much, much cheaper than acquiring net new customers after you have the email address for you. So give it a shot. So there you have it. Like I said, pretty straightforward episode, but I think it is really in line, like I said, with this anti-fragile co uh, concept because when you get stuff like this, automations like this going in the background, it actually creates a sustainable, ongoing traffic and revenue channel for you in a way that... Um, that the better developed it is, the more stable it is, and the less you're reliant on every other channel that you use. Um, every channel that's reliable and stable makes you a little less fragile, a little more anti-fragile. So there you go. Uh, again, if you want to hear more about anti-fragile businesses, please join me and Taylor. Uh, it's going to be a good time. May 27th, check the show notes for that. Um, we would love to have you sign up. Also, if you like this episode, um, I appreciate you listening so much every time. I really do. If you like this episode, um, I would love it if you rate and review, share with a friend, all the usual stuff there. And you can also reach out to me at Andrew J. Ferris on Twitter. 
Um, and, uh, and we can talk some more about this or email me podcast at 4400.com. So thanks again for listening. I hope you're having a great week.